Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Fresh Blood, which just happened a couple weeks ago as we're recording this now. All the news there, all the results there. We'll talk about the Eric Johnson uh, fundraising show that happened in uh, in November, in uh, early in November, in November. That happened in, in a Brewer, Maine recently and all the good stuff that came out of that. We'll also talk about other events as well uh, coming up. Of course, uh, No Limitless show coming up in November. However, we are going to uh, air some dirty laundry. That's right, dirty laundry coming up Saturday, December 3rd. We'll talk about that and all types of other stuff as well. Joining me as always is the head of the Limitless table, and I did not write a, uh, a cool catchphrase for uh, this time around. I was going to tell you, it's Randy Carver. Randy Carver, say hi to the fine people. How's it going today, Josh? Well, good until I realized I didn't write a, a quip like I usually do. Last time, it was the man that gives out the best goddamn candy in LaGrange. Um, and I've had other ones as well. So I uh, must apologize to the audience. I didn't pull it off this week. Can you believe that? And I had no trick-or-treaters, too. Unbelievable. What did you do with all candy? I didn't even get any. I know the deal by now. We haven't had a trick-or-treater in like six or seven years. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so all of a sudden you get a knock on the door Halloween night. All of a sudden you hear a and a, and a gun going off. <laughs> it's getting getting uh, getting cocked inside the uh, the the Carver household. Uh, well, it's been a, been a few weeks since uh, since Fresh Blood. You and I have uh, talked and texted and all that good stuff. But tell the people how you're doing. But, uh, you, got, you got a little bit of time off here before uh, Dirty Laundry. But we had, of course, Fresh Blood. You had the Eric Johnson fundraiser. I guess we'll kind of start there with the, the fundraiser. And uh, obviously that happened in uh, in Brewer for a good cause, raising money for Eric Johnson, who is uh, recovering from a quad injury. He was, uh, did a, a TV spot I saw on, uh, I believe, WABI uh, TV. He had, uh, he was uh, looking good and, and upright and all that, so that's good. But how, how is uh, Eric doing? How was the fundraiser? Uh, it was great. Uh, I think everybody had a great time on Saturday and – it was a blast to see so many people who uh, a lot of us hadn't seen in, in quite some time. So everyone just, I don't know, it's cool when you can have like the main wrestling community come together like that for someone who helped a lot of us out. There were a lot of people on that show who Eric helped give their start in wrestling, myself included. So um, to be able to have a night like that where you can give back and uh, with everybody involved, we were able to raise just about $2,000 for Eric to go towards any surgery or rehab expenses. He just started uh, physical therapy this week. And as far as I understand, everything's been going well so far. So I hope that continues. But I don't know. Great night all around. A lot of fun. And this is already up on IWTV, actually. So yeah. if anybody was not able to come out, and we had an awesome turnout in that building. Thank you for coming out. New building for us in Brewer. I want to thank Chris from the indoor yard sale. They uh, graciously donated the building to host this event for us. And all the wrestlers and staff on the show donated their time to uh, raise some money for a friend of ours. So it was a good time. Check it out on IWTV. A lot of fun stuff on that card and uh, worth a watch. Now, I'm not familiar with the indoor yard sale, even though I spent uh, about four years up in uh, in that area. What is it kind of just like an indoor like flea market type of thing or what is it? That's literally exactly what it is. Um, okay. it's, it's just this little like, I say little, it's a huge warehouse style building, but it's kind of like a hole in the wall off of like the main drag of Wilson street and Brewer. But, mm -hmm. uh, it's where, uh, there's been wrestling there. I don't know the past couple of years. So they're turning into a little host of, uh, the indie wrestling community right there in central Maine, but, uh, perfect spot. Honestly, we, we had a lot of room to set everything up and, uh, it didn't feel jammed for anybody. And 
Uh, they've got concessions right there, so there's food and drink inside. And, uh, hey, if you want to go buy a bidet and watch some wrestling, there's one place to do it. It's an indoor <laughs> yard sale. Did you buy anything while you were there? Are there items out or what? I can't. There's always items out. You can't tuck that shit away. But uh, I've seen different wrestlers. I think a month ago I saw one buy some, like, Bigfoot-style huge foot slippers. Okay. Uh, Channing Thomas, I will say, world-class was – picking around and i think found himself some goodies to take home but uh there's a lot of good stuff around there man they don't screw around no kidding i mean i and as you know wrestlers uh you know they're always thinking hardcore matches what can i use some weapons or things like that i mean did you have to tell the guys and and girls to you know not sprawl out into the various uh, displays and things like that you could tell them but uh i mean it's just gonna happen if it's gonna happen uh, life of pro wrestlers. Anyway, let's uh, let's start with uh, Fresh Blood. Uh, again, October 29th, full show available on IWTV.com. And of course, uh, that the the show, it was a show that has a lot of uh, uh, debuts, returning uh, stars, so to speak, fresh matchups, all that stuff. Third iteration of Fresh Blood Halloween weekend. There was a few people dressed up in in uh, various Halloween garb. I saw, I mean, that probably the, the, the one that was the best of the night was the blue meanie because he uh, got to dance with Lufisto and was featured in the recap video and so on and so forth. Are there any other uh, good outfits that you saw? Dude, blue meanie got a shout out from the blue meanie on Twitter for that. No kidding. Um, no, there were some crazy uh, masks around. I saw, I saw a referee and I also saw Mario at the very back of the room um my boy sean was in some crazy like bray wyatt-esque kind of mask i don't know there were a few things running around where i was uh i was wondering if i forgot the books or i forgot that somebody was booked on the show <laughs> and uh for those listening if you hear some beeping behind me the uh there's work going on in my neighborhood so just uh kind of keep that in mind it's not what are they your... doing well they so the neighbors down the street had a gas line put in and all of a sudden, Monday morning, you, there was, uh, I think, God, I don't know, 10 people that showed up uh, down the street, a bunch of trucks. School bus couldn't get down the road, Randy. Had to had to have them pick the kids up somewhere else. Oh, man. Just this one gas line. And they had to not only rip up the person's uh, front yard where they're putting in the line, they had to put in a, a line. Uh, they had to rip up my neighbor's uh, <laughs> yard as well. And go right into all his like front steps and all stuff. So there's landscaping field for two days trying to put everything back together the way it was. Crazy They're shit. Closing in. Crazy shit, man. Yeah, the uh, suburbs, man. Suburbs are wild AF, as the kids say, Randy. Wild AF. So fresh blood. Uh, things kicked out with the Ace, uh, Ace Romero Open Challenge to start things off. And, of course, Ace Romero, the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And this is his first appearance in Yarmouth since he won the title, defeating Alec Price a couple months ago at Chasing Forever. And this is Oliver's second title defense. And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, so he had an open challenge. And out comes Brad Hollister, who we have not seen, Big Bacon. We hadn't seen him in a couple months uh, since his uh, inclusion, that uh, last-minute inclusion, that scramble match. Had some words after that uh, you see in the IWTV broadcast. He was, I mean, he was fired up and, he wanted he wanted a shot in, and he was a guy that answered the open challenge, and of course this followed this uh, uh, poignant promo. I guess is probably the best way of saying it. Ace kind of talking about what the Limitless Wrestling World Championship means to him, and then also talked about his sobriety. At that point, uh, sixty days uh, he, had, he had been sober, and Brad comes out and decides to mock that a little bit. 
and Ace didn't take too kindly to that. And the match is on and hard hitting a match as you, as you might imagine, obviously Ace uh, has the size advantage virtually over uh, anyone that he steps in the, in the ring with, but Brad's a powerhouse man. And he, uh, these two went at it and Brad got some, uh, some close near falls there, but in the end, Ace Romero hitting the big uh, lyric clothesline laid him out and was able to get the one, two, three to retain the limitless championship and his first style defensive from the hometown faithful in Yarmouth and the ace, uh, the ace era we're off and running. Yeah, I think uh, uh, cool to see Brad in a big spot here who, uh, like you said, he had that fiery interview after that scramble match, had a golden ticket, so to speak, uh, a real opportunity in front of him a few years ago where he was in the vacation land cup. It was going to be one-on-one with ace in the first round. And then he had the injury to his knee that took him out of action. It took him out of limitless, really, until that scramble a few months ago where he really showed up and showed out. So uh, cool to see him get an opportunity right here. But Romero kicking off the run strong. I think it was awesome to hear him kind of open up for the first time in a long time to the limitless faithful and uh, just be real about what he's going through. And I think being the champion, finally, after all this time, it's really given him something to work towards and, uh, it's building him into a better person, I think, in and out of the ring. So uh, I'm interested to see where that goes moving forward as he tries to keep this run alive. That's right. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what's next for both guys. Obviously, uh, Ace, uh, I would expect to see him at uh, Dirty Laundry. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Ace Romero will be in the house. We'll just say it right now. Very good. And uh, I assume Brad uh, Brad will be back at some point, Big Bacon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Brad, uh, despite not winning either match, He's had two great performances since his return to Limitless Wrestling, and he's tearing it up on the indie scene right now in general. So yeah. uh, I definitely think we'll see Brad back in the Limitless ring not too long from now. And he's going to be uh, a little bit more pissed off now. They lost for a second time. So, yeah, watch out. Dangerous Brad Halster. And looking forward to seeing what happens in, uh, yeah, through uh, the end of the year and obviously 2023 as well. A little crossover with the next match. So Ace is walking out and all of a sudden, or getting ready to walk out, and all of a sudden, Beast music hits. Kid Rock, Ba with a Ba hits. And it's like, what's going on here? I guess Beef decided to jump the gun a little bit and wanted to come out early and send Ace on his way and kind of sent Ace a message. The two had a stare down outside the ring, Randy. And, you know, could be a precursor to something down the road. But, uh, yeah, th- let's talk about this first. I mean, these two these two locked eyes, and there was no uh, no camaraderie, put it that way. Well, Ace has been throwing it out since he won the championship and at the end of this Hollister match. You know, anybody can step up and find out why it's big boy season. And as you said, Kid Rock hit. Here comes Beefer. These two have history. I mean, this was this was Beef's VLC to win. I think every uh, there was a core group of people who really felt like Beef was going to take it this year. He had a lot of momentum going into it. Really only one slip up going in. And then he drew the Romero card out of the deck for the cup and he was eliminated in round one. And uh, I have to assume that's something that sticks with you. And, you know, beef has had a shot. He, he had a chance at Alec price has never gone one-on-one with ACE for the championship, but you know, he does have a little ways to go. Uh, we'll, we'll see if beef can get there at some point this year, but uh, certainly an interesting brush up here going into this matchup. And it was a big one for beef with Anthony green. Certainly was. That goes, yeah, it leads into the second match, which is a, a spirited affair between Beef and Anthony Green. And, you know, AG is, you know, yeah, just just disdain. I think that's probably the best way of putting it with uh with the fans and just, you know, he's the, he's the best thing in wrestling, right? And he's certainly certainly a, a changed man since he uh since he went to 
Japan, but this was a, an all-star matchup, um, as we've talked about leading into this. And AG, obviously, a you know two-time uh, two-time champion. And I want to just pull up my notes here real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that the big thing was uh, you know Rip Bison getting involved in this match, and obviously, we talked about you know the month uh, prior the match between AG and Rip, and uh, AG taking off the boot, holding the belt to get the pin. And uh, AG was about to use essentially part of the ring, right? That holds the turnbuckles in, correct? Or wrench or something like that? Yeah, he had a metal turnbuckle in his hand. Yeah, and he was about to nail Beef with it, but then all of a sudden, Rip Bison pops out, prevents uh, AG from using it, and Beef hit the uh, the beefy bomb into the ropes and was able to uh, lead to a, a victory. And he had been unable to hit that. I think it was uh, twice before in the match. But again, this was uh, you yeah, this was competitive, and 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 AG obviously did uh, did not like that. We'll get to what happened later in the night, but this uh, this rivalry uh, in this uh, grudge between uh, AG and Rip Bison, uh, Rip decided to uh, pay him a receipt, I guess you could say. Yeah, decided to give him one back, you know, for uh, taking his boots, stacking him up with the tights last month. So I'm sure that stuck in uh, Rip's side, and I'm sure this one felt good, especially for you know someone. Uh, I don't necessarily know if Rip and Beef are friends, but they uh, they definitely respect one another after the wars that they've gone through in Limitless Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, Beefer, I mean, a big win for him, too. He had a really poor track record against guys who were either former world champions or current world champions. So to, to kind of get off the schneid in that regard, and this is a big win for Beef. If he is looking forward to Ace Romero and looking forward to hopefully challenging for the championship again soon, you know, wins make you a contender here in Limitless Wrestling. And uh, it's not every time there's going to be an open challenge someone can accept like Brad Hollister or Ichabon a few months ago. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Big win for Beef. But, yeah, uh, we'll talk more about AG and Riff in a few moments, I'm sure. But that's, we'll leave it at that. That's right, yeah. So now we went to Trios Action, which was the debuting Miracle Ones, uh, the Miracle Generation, Dustin Wall and Kylan King. And Ichiban teaming as a trios for the first time in Limus, and obviously it's the Miracle Generation's debut. And I, I, I'm blanking. Who is the uh, who is the guy that they had with them? That was Sean Knight. He's uh, another member of the Miracle Generation, along with Jay Onyx. Uh, he's one half of the Haven. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he was uh, he was on hand as well, and they took on the returning Art, uh, the <laughs> Ava, uh, Ricky Smokes, and Aaron Rourke, and we had talked about. A lot of questions going into this about how they were going to uh, function as a unit based on their last outing that we we saw when uh, everyone took losses. It looked like there was a lot of dissension in the ranks, and they apparently talked behind closed doors. And it was interesting, you know they uh, they picked up a win here. This was essentially lucha rules. There was no tags. It was all action. Guys and girls flying everywhere. Uh, Ava coming out in an outfit and a plastic knife essentially being involved throughout the entire match. That was a, that was a thing that happened and art picking up the win and uh, in, in, uh, in good fashion there, I guess you could say, but the most surprising thing was uh, Aaron Rourke. Essentially, he kind of just took the leadership role in a lot of ways. Uh, and Ava was shocked at kind of how Aaron was, uh, was calling out the plays essentially near the end. And he just, he just took it. And Art picked up the win, so you can't really disagree with that. But we had all these questions going into this. They pick up the win. And now we have more questions about the leadership of Art and what's going on after this. Aaron was a cleanup crew here, dude. He he came in and got shit done. Got the pin, too. Uh, 
I don't think it's a bad thing to see. I mean, I, I think that art, you know, they're, if they're finally, if this is the way that they're going to click and it's uh, maybe just new directives on things, uh, roll with it, I say, because they, they did look like a well-oiled machine for the first time in a little while. Uh, things were getting a little testy there with art for a few moments. And uh, I say a few moments, it was really a few months. It was like a three-month span where it felt like we were kind of seeing the unraveling before our very eyes. And yet Aaron Rourke, kind of the glue of this thing at fresh blood and he kept it together and they got the win uh impressive debut i would say for the miracle generation i definitely want to see them in a tag team format uh sometime here soon and ichabon was running around like a man possessed i was really impressed once again with him so mm-hmm. uh awesome to see those three back in the limitless ring but uh, i think this was big for art uh, a big step forward when i don't think anybody knew if they were going to take any more steps forward yeah, it was uh, it was quite a thing. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with the, the dynamics. Did I did I see? And I, I know you uh, you said you like to see this guy. I know as you know you like tweaking, uh, Ava. Did uh, did I see this right on the Limitless Wrestling uh, Twitter account? Did you put out a poll of of who would you rather see be the the leader of art? Did I see that, or am I making it up in my head? You would think that it would be me being the promiscuous one trying to poke holes in art, but that was actually put up by Aaron Rourke in the day following fresh blood. I just uh, hit him with an old retweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to have to track that down uh, and figure out who won that poll. We'll come back to that. (laughs) And then we, uh, and I should mention, I had, I was just looking at my notes here that uh, I I failed to mention earlier. uh, Two of our referees had uh, wearing outfits. We had Nate Speckman uh, being a, in encapsulating everything that is new Japan official red shoes. And then <laughs> Eric Greenleaf as a, I, what, what year was it? WCW referee, like 1993 or something like that. I think it just, uh, they were trying to match like the stain of that blue to the best possible year. Um, I will say Eric Greenleaf did not have the best preparation going into this weekend about dressing up because he had a little weekend, a little double shot ski on his hands. He was going yeah. down to pro wrestling grind on the Friday and then coming to Limitless on the Saturday. And I think through the grapevine, he caught wind of uh, Nate Speckman that was going to dress up as uh, Mr. Red Shoes. And Eric Greenleaf did not want to be left in the dark here dressing up as Limitless official. So he hits me up. He's like, can I dress up as a old school referee? I said, of course. And I... Greenleaf, I will say, he has a pretty snazzy, like, old-school ref get-up. There was a company called Main Event Wrestling that is now defunct uh, way back in the day for, like, Sonny Roselli. And they had their refs dress old-school, like, with the blue and bow tie. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he'll have that snazzy fit. And then he rolls up with, like, that shirt looked like three sizes too big on the sleeves alone. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. He couldn't really. Uh, I don't know if he was able to track down a bow tie. I don't believe he did. Even Stretchfield threw him under the box and was like, "He paid so much money just to get this fit that that last minute because he didn't pack for it. He hit me up Friday. I don't know. Just was funny. How did you like the fits? Uh, both outfits or, or his? Both of them. Both of them. Uh, they were good. I thought there were two two different distinct looks. Uh, at first, I I saw Nate in there. And I was just like, oh, are these new official outfits? I completely blanked. It was Halloween. And I was like, oh, the red. Okay. Red. I, it like, I just completely had no idea what was happening. I'm just like, oh, it's a pretty good looking outfit. So I don't know. Maybe it's something he just, uh, he makes his own. Who knows? 
I've got the results of that poll. Oh, let's hear it. We had uh, a total of 73 votes on this thing. Okay. In third place with 19% of the vote, we've got Ricky Smokes. Okay, you can see that. In second place with 35.5%, we've got Aaron Rourke. Mm. And then on top, still in the, in the people's eyes, leading things, Ava with 45.2. Interesting. Something to follow there. Also something to follow was the history was made. Randy, I'm sure you knew this. Desmond Cole picking up the quickest pinfall victory in Limitless Wrestling history. 14 seconds, I believe. And defeating Channing Thomas. This was a bit of a shock, to uh, to say the, the least. Desmond Cole, what a year for him. I got the, I mean, had splashed on the scene. The quickest win in Limitless Wrestling history. Unbelievable. So this was a, a brawl. Um, you know, it took a few minutes for the for the bell to actually ring. I mean, this uh, Channing just went right after Boof as he's, you know, finishing up his entrance and, and kind of getting into it. And Channing Thomas just completely disrupted that. And and then uh, the bell rang and Boof recovered enough, surprised him, got the quick victory. 14 seconds. Boof is out of there. Channing just stunned. And then WWF Hall of Famer <clears throat> Sidney Bacabella returns. That's former. That's former. Former. What, what do you mean form? Form. Oh, he, he, he was exiled from the WWF Hall of Fame. Uh, he doesn't like to get into specifics, so I don't either, but he is a former WWF Hall of Famer. Okay. I understand. Anyway, former WWF Hall of Famer uh, with the mustache, the, the hat, the polo, the whole thing comes out and he delivers the you know, almost a Bill Belichick-esque rah-rah speech to Chang Thomas. And for Are those you people- kid? I have never heard Belichick talk with that enthusiasm. Well, I mean, I I talked to him personally. Give me, give me somebody. Randy. Give me. He, he won't. He won't like this one. But he was he was firing him up like Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. He's a he's a. <laughs> okay. I hear Bacabella is an old school Bears guy. Maybe it's a Ditka. Maybe that's what mm. you're looking for. No Stogie, yeah. but it could be Ditka. He did have the mustache. I guess uh, I'll I'll give him that. We'll we'll say Mike Ditka, uh, back in the day. But yeah, he uh, so he comes up and and and. For those that don't know, uh, these two are a, a pairing on the outside of the limitless wrestling world, and and the, apparently Chain has been doing some good things. And Sydney's like, you know what, I'm going to join you here. And he basically fired him up, and he said, uh, I mean, Chain just kind of st- stood there and reacted, and just kind of went with it. But essentially, Sydney Bacabell is like, I'm going to be your manager here, and we're going to put this behind us. We're on on to the future. We're on to Cincinnati, so to speak. And there you go. Yeah. And look, okay. it, look, it looks like uh, these are these are a new duo. Channing has uh, not fared so well since uh, since prestigious split up, and now is new leader from John Alba to Sydney Bacabella. Could not have predicted that at the beginning of 2022. No, um, I think it probably just felt like a conflict of interest before. Obviously, Channing uh, working exclusively with John Alba until the spring of this year, and then. Everything was uh, haywire from there. And actually, Channing, it looked like it was going to be a huge year for him after that triple threat concluded. And then from literally halfway through that show, the Vacation Land Cup in August, it has been a downward spiral since then as Channing cannot get it done. First guy eliminated in the four-way eliminator finals of the cup. He hasn't won since then. Obviously, uh, this was not the plan going into this. He had a plan. And it was to take Desmond Cole out and to probably not even have that match begin and take it by forfeit. But Desmond Cole not only answers the count, but 
erases Brad Cashew's record from last year of the quickest loss in limitless history. That goes to Channing Thomas now, 14 seconds. I guess I guess Brad can forgive him for uh, and, you know ending the university rules streak earlier this year because now he doesn't have to live with that record anymore. It belongs to Channing Thomas. Yeah. Boy, De- yeah, I mean, didn't want to bury the lead here. Des Cole picking up the win in, in quick fashion. So he's, uh, he cont- and this was the shoot your shot. He won this match. Didn't look good for him uh, before the bell even rung. And then, yeah, picked up the victory. So we'll see what happens for for all three men coming out of this. Sydney back about, I mean, when he strutted in the back, Randy, you must have been, I mean, you're used to seeing some crazy things, especially on Halloween. I mean, I, did you turn as, as white as a ghost? I mean, what, what, what happened? I knew something was up because I, you could just hear, like loud noises coming from behind the curtain. And then it was just bellowing smoke. And I said, okay, someone is getting after Sydney because he walked in smoking a cigarette. I see. And that's what happened. Uh, better than, you know, selling it to children, but I'll take what I can get. I'll <laughs> take what I can get. He was out the door pretty quick. So. Yeah, that's very true. Billowing smoke. I mean, you could say that around a lot of the, uh, the ambets, depending on what time of night you're, uh, you're there in a limo show. Anyway, that's true. Anyway, Smell of skunks. I don't know. Uh, we flip to uh, a, a match of the the past slash future. Uh, sorry, the past slash present against the present slash future, as I talked about last time. Becca taking on the Indie Hall of Famer, Lufisto. Lufisto obviously making uh, her return limitless. It's had a pretty good uh, debut year herself. Uh, limitless rookie. It's kind of weird to call a rookie, but uh, had a, a nice breakout year. And she took on Becca, and Becca picking up the victory here. This was a uh, this was a wild one. This wind uh, spilled out all over the ring. Uh, this had uh, fans <laughs> said both women at different points sitting in fans' laps as the other one uh, tried to chop them. Um, Lufisto getting the the better end of uh, of those uh, <laughs> that bargain, I would say. And yeah, in the end, uh, Becca, you know, again, just kind of going down the uh, the nefarious route as she's been doing in in past months. Kind of surprising to see and picking up a a victory over Lufisto, and then decides to. Uh, actually, I should I should rewind a little bit. This started out with a kind of a debate between Pe- Becca's pop music and Lefista's love of, of heavy metal, which the uh, the fans in Yarmouth also agreed with as well. And after the match, uh, Becca decides to uh, have share some words for uh, for Ashley Vox and basically warning Vox to not come back to Limitless Wrestling. Obviously, she's been uh, recovering from injury and made her appearance uh, at Chasing Forever. Got shoved down while she's still in the sling. You guys know about that. But yeah, Becca picking up the win here decides to uh, to throw a few more verbal jabs and, and threats, and and uh, Lufisto uh, decided to do Ashley Vox a solid and, and lay Becca out after the match and leave the uh, leave the fans happy, so to speak. Becca picking up the victory, of course, and uh, don't want to under, undersell that, and she uh, gets another victory here. Needed this one, and yeah, we'll see uh, where her if her and uh, Ashley's uh, paths cross in the future. I think perhaps. They might. Uh, so then we go to MSP taking on Death Red Army. This is one that really had played out in the rings of the Midwest uh, in uh, 2021, early 2022. And these two had battled over a uh, any promotions uh, tag team titles there. And finally, had uh, had we we talked about this last time, kind of what um, how we got Death Red Army to come to uh, to Limitless, or how you got them to come rather, how we got here. And so MSP was essentially, it issued an open challenge and these two guys, uh, the death red army that had not teamed in, in quite a while decided to reunite to go against a common enemy MSP and essentially 
try to ruin their night. And this was a, this was a wild affair as well. I think a lot of people were kind of not really sure what to, uh, what to make of the, uh, the death run army at first, but in the end, uh, MSP picking up a win. This is a, a hard fought match. I'm sure they had some, some bruises and such the next day. This was, uh, yeah, this was good. I think it was a, a good debut for uh, death red army. I, I think people would like to see them back down the road and kind of understand a little bit more about them and then what they're all about. But yeah, at the end of the night, MSP picking up another win. Yeah, uh, some awesome tag teams rolling through lately. It was it was above the rest a couple of months ago. Death Threat Army here, as, as well as Miracle Generation. But uh, this was fun. Uh, and MSP, you know, they weren't lying about these dudes. Tommy Vendetta, Aaron O'Ryan, they really brought it. They drove all the way from fucking Michigan to be here. And uh, I definitely think they'll be back after something like this. But MSP holding it down. It's been an awesome year for them in Limitless Wrestling, and uh, I think we got to throw them something big here soon. I, I really do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, yeah, this was a hard-fought win, and, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Tommy Vendetta, uh, the two really uh, really stood out. Uh, obviously, they were, they were a good team there, but as a, yeah, j- a tall guy and also very uh, very agile, and, yeah, someone I, I wouldn't mind seeing back even some, uh, some singles competition if, uh, if something works out. Yeah, I think the they were just very unique in the ring. And uh yeah, Tommy's super athletic and Aaron's just a bruiser. They were a fun combo. Mm, yeah. I, I, their their outfits and their kind of view on things, I think you probably find in a lot of uh a lot of some of the various woods of Maine, uh just to say. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll uh, go to uh uh we'll go further on the card. This was a, a three-way dance, Rip Bison uh taking on Kobe Christ and Mortar. This was changed because uh, Andy Brown could not make the show due to COVID. And that was announced actually just after we had uh, recorded our show. And so this uh, this match between Rip and, and Andy became a a three-way between Rip, Kobe Christ, and Mortar. Obviously, Mortar people know him looking for his first win uh, of the year here in Limitless. Kobe Christ making his return to Limitless uh, from the Maritimes region of Canada. And then also Rip Bison, who everyone knows, obviously. At this point, Rip Bison picking up a win. This is a uh, an elimination-style match. Mortar uh, eliminated by Kobe Christ. And then uh, Ripper taking out Kobe after uh, after a hard-hitting affair. I've said that a lot about the show, but there was a, a lot of hard-hitting matches. And Kobe, uh, Kobe's, he's crazy, man. He's absolutely crazy. And just how is his mannerisms and that whole thing. Uh, absolutely wild. His, uh, his corner men got taken out uh early on and yeah this was uh this is a good one too ripper picking up the win and then you know really kind of the story about this is afterward anthony green comes charging in from the front door you never know where wrestlers are going to appear from and then uh and takes out ripper and starts laying in him with a, a leather strap a belt and uh essentially just starts taking him to the woodshed so to speak and just nailing him nailing nailing him and, and Rip trying to recover, and eventually uh, MSP came out to make the save for their uh, their old tag team partner and, and run AG off. So yeah, that was uh, again we mentioned kind of you know the grudge continuing, but these two uh, Rip picking out the win, but Rip and AG, you you got a you got an issue on your hands backstage. You still going to try to fight no matter what? Yeah, Ripper pulling it off, and uh, we've only seen this a few times. Uh, we saw it with Brad Cashew like a year and a half ago, very recently. Ricky Smokes, who accepted the handshake of Rip Bison, that's really what started to cause some problems with Art. And then here with Kobe Christ, guys earning the respect of Rip Bison, which uh, I do think is a challenge. That that wasn't going to be the case for Kobe, who decided to bail an AG from the front, like you said, taking him down, nailing him with his own strap, and uh, it got a little uncomfortable there before MSP hit the ring. Mm. 
And then we led to the essentially the main event of the night, which was uh, the returning workhorseman taking on the Shook Crew. This is first time ever. And uh, obviously, Shook Crew have been doing some good things in Limitless in the past few months. And workhorsemen, I don't have to tell you about them. And this was good. And this really got good in the, in the, in the second half. Especially in the last, uh, you know, the the, the waning minutes. Uh, in the end, the workhorsemen picking up a, a very hard fought win uh, over uh, over the Shook Crew, Bryce Donovan and uh, Bobby Orlando. And this was a, yeah, I, again, I, I keep saying hard hitting, but this was, I mean, you get these these badasses, Bison, JD Drake, uh, you know, Big Beef, Ace Romero, Brad Hall. I mean, all these guys. This was a hard hitting night. And yeah, JD and Anthony came to play and, uh, you know, sure crew gave it to them. You know, I think sometimes people may not take them as seriously, uh, even though they're picking up wins just because of kind of just their, their characters and kind of their, their, uh, joy de life or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, uh, workhorsemen ended up just grinding it out, picking up a very hard fought victory. And then afterward taking the microphone and essentially laying claim that, uh, they were the best team in limitless wrestling which is, uh, I wonder if MSP was by the monitors when, uh, when that was being said, but, uh, they want this, this has been playing out on social media. Uh, this, uh, this rivalry, shit talking, whatever you want to call it, between the workhorsemen and above the rest. And essentially they, they called them out. Uh, and this is again, spilled over to social media. JD Drake is saying this on interviews. And I mean, you talk about collision courses. These, uh, these two teams apparently, they seem to be set for a collision course as well. Anyway, workhorsemen uh, ending the night with their hands raised and pick up a win uh, again in Limitless. Yeah, uh, big spot here for the Shook Crew. First main event on a Limitless Wrestling show. A hard way to do it with the workhorsemen across the ring from you. Uh, Drake and Henry are absolute animals right now, dude. I mean, Shook Crew had an incredible night. It like, wasn't an off night for them by any means, but workhorsemen just felt like around every turn they could eat them up. You know what I mean? They had an answer for everything the Shook Crew threw their way. Uh, and, I mean, dude, this was the match for the Shook Crew, too. Props to them because uh, they were uh, – they definitely were, like, gaining steam, but, like, to the limitless, like, core fan base, still kind of an unproven commodity because they never really had a chance until earlier this year. They came back, had a fun one with MSP. They punched their ticket back. Then they go on a four-match win streak, and they end up here. So uh, an incredible year for Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan, who were uh, realistically two guys who I did not know if they would be in the future plans halfway through the year. So Mm. um, really cool to see. But Drake and Henry, uh, I think they're on the verge of something big right now. And uh, we're going to talk about Dirty Laundry and the the couple matches that we have signed. It is signed. They're going to have the match against Tristan Ty and Gabriel Sky on December 3rd in Yarmouth. So. Uh, all this shit talk, the war of the words, uh, we're going to finally see it play out in the ring. Certainly, certainly. So you can check out Fresh Blood on IWTV. We then move on to, really quick, we'll just go over the results for the Let's Wrestle Limitless Dojo Super Show fundraiser for Eric Johnson, which happened um, last Saturday. Of course, we're recording this on uh, on midweek, uh, November 9th, but this happened this past Saturday the 5th. Full show is available on IWTV. Go through the quick results here. Malik Logan picking up a win over John Alba's favorite wrestler, Dave Dyer. Mortar and Adam Booker, the wrestling legend, former EWA star, taking on the uh, syndicate, picking up a win over the Obro, Owen Brody, and B.A. Tatum. Channing Thomas, the aforementioned Channing Thomas, uh, defeating the returning masshole Mike McCarthy. We'll talk more about him in a minute. Uh, Johnny Primer winning the inaugural Joey Gleese Memorial Rumble. We didn't get a chance to talk about the, the Memorial Rumble because uh, it wasn't announced by the last time we recorded, but that sounds that's going to be a uh, a yearly thing to honor your friend, huh? 
Yes, it is. Um, somewhere in the grand scheme of Limitless Let's Wrestle, uh, that's going to pop up near the end of every year. And uh, kind of a nod to the King of New England Royal Rumble as well, which was a longtime tradition of IWE uh, with Eric Johnson. And Joey Gleets was actually a huge part of that, like the formulation of the Rumble and uh, how the Rumble was constructed each year. So uh, it, it's for those who are really tied in, especially Eric um, if you want to check out this show on IWTV, Eric did tell the story uh, pre-match. So uh, there is a kind of the context to how this came together and why it's going to be a yearly tradition. But yes, that is the start of a new yearly tradition to do the Joey Gleets uh, Memorial Rumble. And uh, there's only been uh, in limitless history. I was just kind of looking this up. There's only been two battle Royals and both took place in Bitterford, Maine, uh, different uh, versions of the La Kermesse festival. One in 2017, <laughs> uh, Bear Bronson won. And then one in night two that uh, Mortar, AKA CJ Cruz won. He won a number one contenders battle. Royal. look at that. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, yeah. we, we haven't done too many. We did the let's rumble obviously every year for let's wrestle. Yeah. Um, there was actually, we almost did some kind of rumble on the road. I don't remember what for or what the, what the catch was going to be, but there was almost like a rumble of some sort on the road, but it never happened. And then, uh, so the rest of the car again, Shane Thomas, being Mike McCarthy, Johnny primer talked about MSP picking up the win over Dylan Nixon, Levi spade with, uh, the dastardly Drake Lovecraft. There's a video that was uh, circulating around about, uh, you know, Nixon spade jumping these guys outside the, uh, I think it was outside the training center or, or the, uh, I almost, I almost call it the limitless performance center. <laughs> the, the old uh, LPC. That's right. Yeah. The dojo. And uh, so yeah, MSB getting a measure of revenge there. Uh, Jason Maverick being the donkey boy bandit who was on social media being compared to who, why am I, why am I blanking on this? <laughs> compared to somebody? Yeah. Someone said it's uh, you, you retweeted it. Limitless did about the, oh. someone, do you remember? It's, it was uh, Travis Huckabee. He quote tweeted a picture of Mike Bailey in an orange cowboy hat. Oh, that's right. And it was like Bailey Boy Bandit. <laughs> and then you said Donkey Boy Bandit. Yeah, very good. Good stuff there. Uh, hardcore match, Alexander Lee uh, back in the ring, taking on Jason Maverick, picking up the win there. And the Let's Wrestle champion, Mac Daniels, finally defended the ring, uh, defend the ring, defend the championship. In a let's wrestle ring, uh, I can't believe it. The birds were singing. Everyone was, was rejoicing, defeating Champ Matthews and to retain the title. And yeah, fine. I mean, I know it was a pain in the ass to get him there to, to compete, but he uh, he finally did it, huh? Yeah, it was a hell of a main event, too. I hate to even put him over. Awesome to have that match. Uh, awesome to have this show. Uh, everybody really showed up and showed out. And I want to also shout out uh, the Bell Time Club crew that was there, and they were just there for rumble spots they helped out with setup uh we got every everything was smooth the dojo crew as well uh colin david and uh tyler who were super helpful during the show because a lot of our a lot of the the normal students who are helping out on show day crew are now in the ring so uh it was time for kind of a new group to step up so awesome stuff all around nice so you can check that out IWTV. We'll uh, quickly uh, take a look at what's been announced for Dirty Laundry. We'll preview this, uh, the hell out of this over the next month. But some good matches announced already. Of course, Dirty Laundry, the final Limitless Wrestling event in Maine in 2022. Uh, the Yarmouth Vets Hall in Yarmouth, Maine, Saturday, December 3rd. Tickets are available now. Front row course is sold out. And general admission tickets are available. Of course, LimitlessWrestling.com slash tickets already announced. This is good stuff. Kylie Ray, the debuting Kylie Ray, her first match in Limitless and her first match in the state of Maine ever, taking on Becca, just being, uh, again, we just talked about picking up the win over Lufisto, a huge, 
huge opportunity for Becca here against Kylie Ray, someone that has been a, a stalwart on the indies, has appeared on AEW, Impact, NWA, so on and so forth. Finally, got her in, in a, a limitless wrestling ring. And this is a, this is a great match. Stoked to have Kylie Ray make her debut. That, that's been a long time coming and something that we've uh, tried to set up a few different times before, but finally comes to fruition here. And uh, this is definitely the match. Becca on a hot streak right now doing the best work of her career. So uh, we'll see how this shakes out and we'll see if she can actually put something together here and uh, get a winning streak live. And, oh, I should shout out Becca. Uh, I don't want to sound creepy, but her uh, her outfit, she really, she had a new look, a new outfit. She's always, um, I just keep thinking back to those pandemic at the dojo matches and like, she was kind of like basic Becca and like see where she's come like from a, a look standpoint and always like that. She's never, She's never stagnant, you know what I mean? Like she's always trying to look a different way or different looks. So you don't really get used to like it's oh, it's just Becca again. There's always she's always trying to do some different stuff. And I I I appreciate that from an aesthetic standpoint. You always jump me when you're just like, I don't want to sound creepy, but <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I know. No, she's like uh, a beacon of style, I would say. And uh with style. style, you gotta keep changing it up, dude. That's true. I well, would I, I would know about style. I, I mean, you have the Road Warrior shirt. You have that that limitless, that limitless hoodie. shirt. Yep, and you you wear shorts and pants. I, I, I believe do. too. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. Uh, I don't want to be creepy, but I'm looking forward to this match: the Workhorsemen <laughs> against above the rest. These two again. We'll talk about this uh, this rivalry more uh, as we preview. But again, you mentioned it. This finally going to happen. If you are not familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, just go to the socials of JD Drake or uh, Tristan Ty or uh, Gabriel Sky. You'll see all the chatter. It started last month in October and has uh, just continued. But we're finally going to have it here. This is going to be a, a grudge match of all grudge matches in a lot of ways uh, coming up at uh, Dirty Laundry. Uh, of course, we talked about the real catch, Ashley Box returning to the ring. And as mentioned at uh, the last show, Brian Keith, the bounty hunter, he's ready. You know, this isn't fresh blood, but he's looking for blood. His first appearance uh, at Limitless, again, uh, taking on Alec Price and was unsuccessful in defeating the the uh, then Limitless Wrestling Champion at that point. But Brian Keith has been doing the work. He's, I mean, he's a champion of like, I think three or four different groups in Texas, tearing it up. And he's decided to cast his eyes northward, Randy. He's coming back to Maine after nine months away and uh, watch out for whoever gets in his way. Ooh, I, uh, I cannot wait to talk about that match. We'll talk about that one next week because that's going to get announced probably the day that this podcast gets dropped so oh of course up. of course that always happens always happens so anyway so we got kylie ray versus becca the workhorse versus above the rest ashley box returning to the ring and brian keith returning to limitless mall all types of uh, additional matches and, and all that to come check them out on the limitless wrestling uh, social media pages and obviously on uh, limitlesswrestling.com backslash news randy backslash news and it's your reminder to hook up the Twitter account so those things get auto-tweeted out. Boom. There you go. There you go. And to mention the podcast during the show. So anyway, let's flip really quickly. Again, the last Limitless show in Maine of 2022, but it's not the last Limitless show of 2022 because Limitless packing the bags, packing the ring, all that stuff, heading south to Worcester, Massachusetts, to the famed White Eagle Part of Restival once again, Saturday, December 31st, 4 p.m. East Coast time. Tickets to the show and the festival available at shop, shopiwtv.com. Not Limitless, shopiwtv.com. Already announced Kevin Blackwood making his return to Limitless. Obviously, 
the last time we saw him was aligned with you know Daniel Garcia, and uh, it's been a quite a long time. He went went out west, and he's coming back to Limitless again, first time in a long time. So excited to see him. Uh, the mass old Mike McCarthy returning. Is he returning or debuting in Limitless at the show? This is like when some people will say like certain trading cards or rookie cards, and they're not to other collectors. You know what I mean? Some would say this is his return. Some would say it's a debut. Uh, he has done a few of our like fair and festival events. He has never done a proper Limitless Wrestling Lab event. So I see. And then uh, the workhorseman's Anthony Henry uh, coming back as well. So Saturday, December thirty first, high strung at uh, at the White Eagle in Worcester, Massachusetts. There's a, a ton like ver- a ton of time to go between now and then. Anything uh, you want to say about that show, real quick? There's definitely going to be a match that we were supposed to run last year that's going to be on the show, and I'll let you figure it out. At the show, the one you were going to run at the rest of the last year? I can say no more. Mm. Let's see. I, I mean, it has to be the three-way between Dave Dyer, uh, the Dirty Drifter, and John Alba, right? Is that what's happening? That would be exquisite. I for, for the YouTube for your million for your million uh subscriber YouTube plaque. We'll We're put finally it on gonna the line. get that. Yes, uh, yes, it's happening. John would do unthinkable things probably to take that away. Uh I don't Make know. A hardcore match John in the ring again. Let's let's just let's figure that out. John let's make, Dyer, Emmy on a pole. Hardcore match. Blood. I want I want I want the whole thing. We'd or to, or a tuxedo match. Like one not of the two. tell him that was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just have uh have Greenleaf just tell him when he's in the ring that the the rules get came, just changed, you know? Beautiful. Stop. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We talked about the past, the, the future. Got two events coming up in December. A nice uh, little break here in November. However, Randy, you and I aren't gonna take a break here too. We're we're gonna do some podcasts between now and then, talk about the Developments. I think it's time to an ask uh, ask limitless. You know, over the next couple of weeks, we can uh, do a, a deep dive on that. We can look back and say we can do whatever we want here, right? We got a little bit of time. Yeah, we do. Uh, I want to point out too before I forget, uh, some of this fresh blood footage is actually going to be on our television show in Portland, PMC Channel Five at eight thirty this Friday. Very good. Uh, it's actually going to be a fresh blood centric episode. So uh, if you want to catch that, uh, if you're in Portland market, South Portland, um, I believe Westbrook as well. Tune in channel five. Good stuff there. So check that out. Obviously, IWTV, Pluto TV, LW man on Twitter. Let's uh, limitless wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, congratulations. Million subscribers. You get the plaque. Saw that on uh, on social, so uh, a great job there, and great job to the fans for for watching all around the world, and I uh, look for that to be defended in a limitless wrestling ring at some point in 2023, <laughs> or else I riot, Randy. That that's going to be the uh, the alternative there. Uh, and obviously, let's wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There's a limitless dojo Twitter account out there as well. Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. Myself, Josh Nason on Twitter, and limitlesswrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. And that's it. There's a lot. We're on to Dirty Laundry for Randy Carver. I'm Josh Nason. And until next time, be limitless.